Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This week, the guys catch you up on what happened in the NCAA, along with a couple rants about being too efficient... Rob Schneider, Clay Records, and copyright protection. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. right. I want you each to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman. <laughs> you like apples? Alright, welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Pod. We got the uh, normal group here. We got LJ and Pops with us. What's up, guys? Not much. What to do, what to do. <laughs> Man, just trying to uh, rebound from another great week. And, you know, Pops, as a, a looking back on a little revisionist history, we, we look we look pretty good. If, if you listened to a podcast a few weeks ago, me and Pops were talking about the best weekends. of. We were just doing a little March Madness talk, and we yeah. talked about what was the better weekend and whether it was that first weekend where there's just games from basically 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. I mean, it's just nonstop yeah. basketball action, which is great. But both me and Pops agreed that the best weekend is really the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight because you just have – it's not as many games, but it's really high-quality games. And this – it's always easy to say this right after the fact, Dad, but this might have been one of the best weekends of college basketball. I personally <laughs> I mean, think it depends on your perspective, but yeah, they were great games. <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends. I, there's some Purdue fans that were pretty upset, and there's some there's some Duke fans that are upset. And I understand, but just as far as the games themselves, it seemed like we were we went to, we went down to Little River and watching some games, and it seemed like every single game was the final shot or there was a guy making crazy shots. I mean, huh. and good, good thing for the nation. I've, I'm, we all, we all collectively lose because we don't get to watch Zion Williamson play in the final four, but yeah. the rest of the nation that's not Duke fans can go back to hating <laughs> Duke. Cause I, I could just tell, <laughs> I could tell that everybody out there was kind of felt a little, like felt a little uneasy. Cause they kind of, it's hard not to root for Zion Williamson. Cause he's fun to watch. He seems like a good kid, but he's also wearing that, Duke Blue Devil jersey. Duke Blue. People just yeah. hate rooting for those Blue Devils in Coach K. So. Man, it is funny how quickly it turns, though. I don't know if you've seen, I can't remember which group it was, wanted to like do some, like maybe even take legal action or something for how the NCAA tournament uh, organization overseeded Duke. And it's like, but everybody overseeded Duke. Like in our brackets, I think like some 80% of people have them in the final four. Like, why is it just this group that's overseeded Duke, the ones that happened to put him? Like, we all thought that Zion was just going to carry him to a championship. So, well, yeah, it's funny you brought that up because speaking of the seeding, there was a little bit of a controversy. And I was wondering, I do think they overseeded Duke a little bit, but also Gonzaga would have been the number one overall seed, but they lost in their conference championship like the yeah. Sunday but as the brackets were coming out to St. Mary's so that that really bumped them down and then I kind of thought it's probably smart to make Duke the number one overall seed because they they were the most talented team and I was wondering this while watching it and I think I kind of came to the answer I don't know this for a fact but I was like I thought the CBS purposely have Duke always they were always the final game and kind of the the big spot and I bet that just happens because they were the number one overall seed I bet CBS just gets the number one overall seed in those spots with Jim Nance and Raftery and, and the yeah. big game. So if you're the NCAA, you want to have Duke and and, every, and Zion Williamson and all those pros on every big game. But what they really screwed up with was having Michigan State uh, as the number two seed in their bracket because you really, if you're Duke in the number one overall seed, you should probably play the worst two seed as it should be in your bracket. 
And if you look back at the rankings, Michigan State was the highest rated number two seed. Yeah, I don't like get in the that AP seeding. poll. So hmm. that matchup should have been a Final Four matchup, which would have been a great Final Four game. And it was a great, it was a great Elite Eight game. But you probably shouldn't have got that. You should have saved that for the big weekend. But hard to disagree with that. Yeah. Either mm-hmm. way, there was some good basketball. And real quick, before we touch into the basketball, I wanted to say, I know, Dad, you're you're a big you're a big fan of when we get into spring and get away from uh, winter and all this cold weather. But boy, are we into spring! The other day, I was getting in my truck and Shut I had to up. turn my windshield wipers on. And God, there's yellow pollen everywhere. You can probably hear it in my <laughs> voice. My nose. I don't feel bad. My nose and head's just all screwed up right now. And we are in the full swing of getting into spring. And <laughs> I was wondering, right. do y'all? Do y'all deal with pollen much up up in Well, Chicago? I think we do, but I, I can't tell you for sure right now because we uh, just two days ago had snow sticking to our ground coming from the sky. So, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I don't even know what pollen looks like at this point. No, I think we get pretty decent pollen, but nothing, nothing like Northwest Arkansas and uh, Northeast Texas. So, yeah. um, but I do well, think, I mean, like- I don't deal with pollen a lot because I don't have like sneezing fits. I mean, yeah, I just don't have very many allergies. I'm a lucky dude. But Hannah seems to be better off here in allergy season than she is down south Hmm. but it's still at present well i'm like you lj i really i kind of get to luckily i kind of get to laugh at the or mock the people that just feel like (laughs) one of the guys i work with pollen just screws with him and he comes into the he comes into work and just sneezes and starts no he has to take like a benadryl every day because it just it screws with him and i for the most part allergies don't really screw with me at all luckily knock on wood but yeah. today, and maybe it's just because I went down to, to southern Arkansas and we were just outside all weekend and that palm was there. But for whatever reason, today, I'm, I am i don't know if you can hear the voice. So we're, we're battling through the elements for you. Dad, do you <laughs> do you kind of deal with some some allergies and pollen? I, you know, my allergies are not, they, they were bad last year, worse. They're not that bad this year. But what's interesting, y'all know where I live and the driveway at my house. Yeah. When I pull my truck up on the driveway, by the time I get and park it, my wheels, the outside edge is coated with pollen. I mean, the wheels, the tires are black, but the edges are green with pollen. It is, I mean, there's got to be about a 16th of an inch, you know, or something just on my driveway. It's Yeah, we don't deal with it to that degree at all. That's that. Yeah, I remember that. I remember being in Fort Smith. uh, I like our driveway was under a tree and my car would be uh, that awful yellow green color by the end of the the you know kinda, the week it kind of be a tennis ball color right kind of be a tennis <laughs> be ball chartreuse color. <laughs> huh? yeah come on talk to me <laughs> I don't know I see I I purposely said it was a bit yellow so now that you're throwing that out there that's interesting <laughs> <laughs> that's what we'll call it from now on a tennis ball is pollen colored oh, that's gosh. the color it is <laughs> we'll call it pollen yellow how about them apples <laughs> I think it's more pollen green, but anyway. <laughs> All right, so oh, man. pops, we talked a little bit about uh, you. You mentioned some of the the basketball and some of the we, we mentioned Duke, and that was kind of the, the the big team. But a guy that we have to mention, I, I kind of want to start off with this is Carson Edwards and the run that 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 man had in the NCAA tournament at Purdue. I don't know. I feel like LJ, can you tell us? Our brackets have to be busted with. I bet no one oh had Purdue God. going this far. Auburn now in the Final Four. Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Let me let me look at something real quick. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up some of these like more specific numbers I've got. Well, while you're pulling that up, I wanted to throw it with Carson Edwards at Purdue. He had he broke the record, Dad, for the most three pointers made in an NCAA tournament. And as you know, they're out, so he won't even play the final two games. He wow. broke the record with 28 threes in, in four games. That bested the previous record of 27. Can you do you know who had the previous record, Dad? Steph Curry. 1989. Michigan's Glenn Rice broke the record. Wow. He did that in six games. Wow. He played all six, and, and his record wow. got bro- broken by Carson Edwards. And Golly. that dude. I mean, the guy. Hmm. I, I felt bad for Tony Bennett over at Virginia in that game because I bet Tony Bennett was lying to his team over the defense was great i bet he kept saying he's gonna start missing he'll start missing don't worry about it and he just kept making it he was even banking threes in at some point well dad and and speaking of purdue they really kind of saved that opening night that thursday night the it was okay the the games were okay we had that ugly clunker of the tech michigan but that purdue tennessee game it seems like forever ago now that game was amazing and Edwards and, and Ryan Klein were both hitting big shots back and forth in that game. I'm I'm a little disappointed to see Purdue not not still in it because that game was a, a fun one. But Virginia, let's just that that shot. Or let's go to the end of that Virginia Purdue game, Dad. And mm-hmm. where 
you see uh, Tyler Jerome, the point guard for Virginia, goes to the line, and Purdue is down, or Virginia's down three. So he makes the first one and puts him right. down two. And then he he missed the first one, I would guess, on he purpose, He missed the right? first one. He missed the first one, didn't he? Or he, he did make the first one? Well, either way, the, he had one free throw left, and they were down by two. So he had to miss. And he tried to miss it. Yes. But he so, didn't. He made it. No, no, you're in the wrong game. You're in the wrong game. <laughs> okay. R.J. Barrett, right. made, one when, Barrett made okay. one when he tried to okay. miss it. R.J. Barrett made one when he tried to miss it. All right, all right. Tyler Jerome missed it on purpose, and if you and Diakite batted it back out, and it went way back into the backcourt, and Virginia ran back there, got it. And it was the presence of mind of Clark, the guy that got it. It was a freshman. And you would think with five seconds left, I personally, going back and watching it, I, I thought t- Tony Bennett should have called a timeout so they could do an inbound play. But he just let him go and let the madness go. And Jerome, instead of throwing up a half-court shot, he realized he had a little time, advanced it up to Diakite, who really all he had time was is to touch it and throw it in, and he made it. And, and he it did. Was, it yeah. was nuts. I mean, we were sitting there all watching it, and all of us couldn't believe our eyes. We just couldn't believe what we had just seen. And it was a great game. God, awesome. And, and, uh, and that was right after, the like I say, the Tennessee game was a great game. Went to overtime that saved the Thursday night I think you were talking about. I hope a lot of Purdue fans, I hope they have – good hearts because those games were probably messing with their 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 hearts were stopping and starting and and going fast and there was the highs and lows i guess that's just march though it's just the highs and lows of march between the tennessee game and then that virginia game where they just got a heartbreaker yeah lj and virginia is the only one kind of saving i think some people's brackets since they're the one seat a lot of people might have had but what what do you got bracket wise out of our jpp well on that yeah uh the only team that anybody's got winning the championship that has a shot anymore is Virginia. We have six people who picked Virginia and it's the only one that's still got a shot that like, cause nobody picked Texas tech. Nobody picked uh, Auburn, Auburn and nobody, nobody picked, picked Michigan Auburn. state to win the championship. So also only three people picked Auburn to make the final four and only three people picked uh, Michigan state. So um, yeah, this is, this is a mess of a bracket in so many different ways. Nobody's got more than half of the final four picked properly. Like, this it's awesome. I this is what I love about this tournament is just how messed up everybody can get. It's it's fantastic. Well, it's funny. It's funny. Uh, just a week ago, we we're talking about the, the the chalkiness of the tournament yeah. and how all these high seeds are left. And even I think I think you might have mentioned LJ like the percentage of people in our bracket that had Duke or North Carolina in the championship. Yeah. And now neither Duke or North Carolina are still playing. I mean, yeah. it's just. A weekend, one weekend went by, and the whole thing's been turned on its head, and it's just fun. And if you just go ahead, and you can be like LJ was after the second day of the NCAA tournament. <laughs> just tear your bracket up, just throw it in the trash, and just enjoy the games. They're just because because brackets are all over the place. Well, yeah, no, we're over. Now I noticed though, we've got a one, a two, a three, and a five seed made it. So it's funny how it's topsy turvy, but there is a one, two, three, and a five seed. Yeah, it's just four. not the ones anybody expected. Exactly, except yeah. Virginia. Except yeah. Virginia, who, which is also hilarious, is the team that lost to a sixteen seed last year and damn near yeah. did it again this year. And now they're <laughs> the only one yep. seed to make it. Like what? What is happening? I love it so much. It's fantastic. <laughs> and I will say though. Um, I, uh, I am holding last place so strongly. Nobody can wrestle that from me for the rest of this tournament. It's, it's really impressive how much of a stranglehold. Yeah. Oh, I locked it in, uh, before the, uh, the final four was decided. Um, I I think I locked it in before this weekend. And so, uh, (laughs) and so, you know, I just feel like there, there's gotta be some credit due. I think like getting, uh, an awful bracket without putting 16s in the final four is like still kind of impressive. So, um, you know, maybe maybe that's my next year is try to get nothing right and see what happens. But, you know, Kevin, who knows? We'll have to, we're going to have to think of a booby prize for LJ. <laughs> something, something. I, I deserve him. it. <laughs> I deserve so, something awful. We mentioned a little of that Tennessee Purdue and then you had that. Uh, man, I'll tell you what, Dad, it's and I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the pod last week or maybe just to you, but I, I'm really starting to get I, I used to not. I don't know if I'm getting more mature or I'm getting a little softer, but it's tough to see some of these these teams after they lose like I was watching that Duke Virginia Tech game on Friday night and personally I I was pulling for Duke I I, I root for Duke and D- Virginia Tech had a chance to win it not once not twice I think they had a, three different shots at the end to win it and then that final one that throw the alley oop up and the guy I think I think the guy thought he had a little less time they had 1.1 seconds left and I think he thought yeah. he'd only had time to just tap it and go going back and watching that play he should have I mean 10 times out of 10 he makes that shot and he's right there, point blank range, and he just instead of actually catching it, he taps the ball, 
And then to see him just cr- go to the ground and crumble and then seeing those guys have to, at 21, 22 years old, they're going to the press conference and they have to talk about probably the lowest moment of their life. I mean, I, I, I say low, I mean, it's, a, it's a great moment. They're going to look back and these are good, great memories, but to be that close to winning and just, and then <laughs> now you have some guy going, so what happened? Why did you screw that up right here at the end of this game? I mean, that's just tough. It's tough. Well, yeah. and and the and the game before that with uh, who was it uh, UCF where the the ball rolled off yeah. the rim? It was just that oh, close. Uh, I mean, Duke's ca- finally came out on the wrong side of one of those crazy games. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, Coach Cade accidentally didn't uh, re up his deal with the devil for for one more game because he. <laughs> we, it was funny. Me and Dad were sitting there watching the game, and we thought, okay, there's about thirty seconds left. Is this when they lower that lid? on top of Duke's opponent's basket where they just can't make a shot anymore because <laughs> it was, it was three games in a row where it, all the cards were against Duke and they should have lost. And it just seemed like every roll and every bounce was going their way. And finally yeah. it didn't work out for them this game. Well, and, and something, Kevin, I want to give you some credit, something you kind of called out, I think last week or week before about coach K maybe losing it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought he got out coached today. Again. I think he yeah. got out coached and, and I heard Chris Carter talking about it. But but also specifically, if you think back in that game, so uh, Izzo calls a timeout, sets up a beautiful three point look that the guy knocks down, and I believe he also called a timeout and set up a play for I don't know if it's an alley oop or a layup or something. But Tom Izzo called timeout and designed plays that worked. I mean, they don't always work, you know, but these did, yeah. and it just seemed clear that. Mike Krzyzewski was not able to do what Tom Izzo was able to do. Now, yeah. Tom Izzo has that canacious, I can't remember the kid's last name, that point guard. Cassius Winston. Played, uh, Cassius, yeah, played amazing. <laughs> canacious. Canacious. Really <laughs> I don't know where he pulled that Boy, out that'd of. Be a, that'd be a Pitsnoggle winner right there. <laughs> well, well he, he might be a contender. I don't know. Well, and, and on, <laughs> on that note, Dad, in the second half, at one point, at the beginning of that second half, it looked like Zion Williamson was going to single-handedly win that game for Duke. I mean, he was just putting on a clinic where he was getting rebounds. It just what whatever he had to do to win, he was he was doing it. And then right there towards the end, right what you're talking about, there was multiple times where Michigan State would either call a timeout or they would have a dead ball, and it seemed like they would draw up a play. And I think some of that has to do with for for the third year in a row, the tournament, the Final Four, all the smoke clears. And those Kentuckys and Dukes with a bunch of freshmen end up losing. And the teams that win are the teams full of seniors. And and that's what we saw again. And I, so Izzo calls a timeout, sets up a beautiful three. And Coach K, instead of calling a timeout, lets them just kind of play, which maybe to their credit, it does seem like this Duke team seems to play a little better when it's just kind of randomness and a, and a wild scramble, probably because they have the better athletes than the team across from them. But you have a guy like Zion Williamson, who Michigan State had no handle for. They actually asked – before the game, they ask uh, Tom Izzo, "Who, what kind of player do you need to guard Zion Williamson?" And I think I don't know if y'all heard this. He said, "You need a Khalil Mack to stop Zion Williamson. You need a linebacker <laughs> because that dude is just a beast." And it was the, it was clear right. in the yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, they couldn't stop him. And three minutes left in the game, I don't think Zion Williamson really had another touch inside the three point line. They gave him the ball right there in the final minute, but it was outside at the perimeter and he passed it to RJ Barrett and you got to get that 280 pound beast that they just could not guard down there on the block. And if you lose with him missing a layup, you just lose. I think you take that loss and you're fine with it, but for him not to even get a touchdown there, I just, I don't know. I think coach K I don't, maybe he's just not equipped to coach these really young all-star teams and he needs more of a senior latent team. Cause he did. It looked like Michigan state and, and Tom Izzo's team seemed prepared and more, better down the stretch. And then in the in the other game, that Auburn-Kentucky, it was the same way. Late in the game, it looked like the Auburn guys, those point guards, those two guards are both junior and senior, they looked more composed and ready for the moment when Kentucky looked like, oh, oh shit, who's going to make the play? What do we need to do? And and I don't know. I just think... And Kentucky had four freshmen out there, yeah. didn't they? I think they had four freshmen out there on the floor. And uh, Auburn, Auburn has a good coach in uh, uh, Bruce Pearl, I, I really think. But I think he had a little older team with experience. And I think that was the difference. I think that believed in themselves. They hit their streak at the right. Yeah. Time. But, but I, I think that experience came into play. For well, sure. and are, so are we just dropping the ball? It was funny looking back at this bracket now. And we, we, we just mentioned earlier how it's been turned on its head and no one had Auburn and no one had tech and no one had Michigan state. Well, if you go back before the before the tournament starts, I bet if both me and you, Dad, would say, oh, I love picking a team. I look for the teams with 
uh, veteran guards, junior and senior guards that can win games for you. And they and 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 we like good coaches. Well, why the hell did we not take Texas Tech, Auburn, and Michigan State? They have senior point guards, good coaches, and they also have like not a whole lot of freshmen. They have guys that know what they're doing. But we didn't pick it. I, the NBA, I think, has to soon. The NBA is going to switch that rule to where guys can go straight to the league. And I, I want to see Please. what how guys like. Calipari and K. The one and done. The one and done is leaving, right? When that changes, when that rule changes, the then the one and done pretty much goes away. And Calipari, and then the March Madness com- becomes all about team chemistry and strategy and and confidence, and not about who's got the Derrick Rose on their team. Yeah, it, and don't you think that by doing this, we're going to have more senior laden teams? Because if you go to college to begin with, you're going to be there for two or three or so. Probably, years. yeah. You made that you know? choice usually. I mean, you know. Yeah. So really, this one and done thing was the unintended consequence is that it really made players not stay in college very long. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I mean, because it backfired on them. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'd, I'd rather, I do love watching, like it was fun to watch this Duke team, but it's just, it's fun to watch the teams where you see guys. It just means more to those guys that this is their junior. I mean, it means a lot to Zion Williamson, but. How much can you really care about the name on the? I, I think there is some, to some extent, all those Duke guys talk about the brotherhood. And, and you mentioned this the other day, Dad, how Kyrie Irving still talks about the Duke brotherhood. And Kyrie Irving played 13 games at Duke. It just means more. Yeah. It means more yeah. for a guy like Cash and, Cassius Winston or Canacious, as Dad likes to call him. That, that's been <laughs> that's been wearing that Spartan green for three plus years now. I mean, it's just those losses and those wins just mean more because you feel it's just like you, Dad, with Arkansas. Like Arkansas always has a place in your heart because you spent four years of your life there. It's just different, and I yeah, and it's fun. Right. It's fun for us as fans to see guys who go through the highs and lows. Like it'd be so fun now if we got to see next year Zion Williamson and RJ Barrett come back after having a letdown at Duke and trying to bounce back from that. There's yeah. something to that, and we just don't get it. Like yeah. It, we should, and and I think that'll change. I think it, it's in the next year or two we'll we'll see a change in that. And I wanted to know because uh, you were talking about like uh, senior guards. Is that I think it was Auburn who had that guard that was like eleven eleven from the line and uh, and just like always had the ball in his hands in the last like five minutes. Is that Jared, am I thinking of the right team? Jared Harper. Yeah, that kid. Holy cow, he's good. I just wanted to watch. I, I could have watched him play uh, one on five and been pretty okay with it. Like that was incredible. I mean, late in that game, <laughs> late in that game, it was like, well, they're probably going to get the ball to Harper and everyone knew. And every single time he came up with either a bucket or he made two yeah. free throws. And I think dad mentioned what you're talking about that 11 for 11 free throws. It was, he went back, he went to the line in overtime, I think for six straight free throws and not one hit the rim. I mean, they were just nothing just but net. Yeah. String. Well, there was music. that one point. Correct me if I'm wrong, but there was that one point that they inbounded the ball to him and the other team just let him run around because they didn't want him to shoot a free throw. <laughs> like they let him get all the way to the baseline and back to half court well, yeah. before they fouled oh, him. I, no, they were trying to foul him. They just couldn't catch him. <laughs> well, yeah, he also he, he had those Michael Vick moves. He had the juice stick on. Well, see, he's fast as a hiccup, man. He's something. He's good. Fast as a hiccup. So now we go to before we touch on some uh, some other non basketball related topics. We go on to the final four, Dad. L, who you got? I'll start with you, Pops. We got Virginia Auburn to start off on on Saturday at four oh nine Central or five oh nine Central time. Who who do you like in that game? You know, Auburn is is on a hell of a row. Uh, they really are, and but I think that is is in the guy's name Okifi. Oh yeah, uh, that got hurt. Okiki. 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 I, I think. You know, they were still on a high last week against Kentucky. I think they were playing a lot of freshmen. I think they're fixing to run into a Virginia team that has some experience and, and depth and size and defense. And I think it's going to be a hell of a game. Who imposes their will on the other? I think you said that a little bit too. Virginia's kind of going to slow it down. Auburn's going to want to run, run, run. I'm picking Virginia. So I'll, long story short, I'm going to pick Virginia. And I'm going to also pick Michigan State. I'm going to pick Tom Izzo. I guess I'm going with the, you know, the blue more blue blood programs. But I think it's going to be Virginia and Michigan State. And, I mean, I picked Virginia originally, but I kind of would like to see Izzo win too. I'll be happy with either result in that game. Well, and to to, to react to two of those things you said, on the um, on the Auburn losing uh, Chumo Kiki, I think it might have been uh, Kenny Smith or, or someone mentioned this on the broadcast on, on Sunday. But when you lose, when, when he goes down on Friday night, and you have another game coming up in 48 hours, 
you're kind of still playing off the high of playing for Tumo Kiki, and you're really there's a there's mm-hmm. a a lot of uh, adrenaline and momentum where your team wants to win one for him, and they st- I guarantee, of course, they still want to win for him in the Final Four. But now there's a week uh, for Tony Bennett, who's a really good coach, to go back and he's going to watch film and be like, all right, where's the holes now that they're missing their star player, and he'll probably find where. They'll have more time to talk about. They they can maybe figure out how to keep Jared Harper from just making every single shot he takes, and and the, that I think that'll affect you. You have a week where a coach can look at a team without their stud, and and they'll probably be able to bounce back a little better. And then to react to what you said about Michigan State, did you know? And I know this gets brought up quite a few times, and I had the stat somewhere pulled up earlier, but it's like clockwork. You know, every single recruiting class that ever goes to talk to that ever goes to Michigan state, they get a chance to play in the final four with Tom Izzo. And I, this was the first time it was five. It's now been five years, but so he's been to the final four, I think five times in the last uh, 19 years. And he, he's only got one championship though. Dad. Damn. I mean, it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is kind of, I think Tom Izzo is a great coach, but he does kind of seem like he needs that one more championship to solidify that he doesn't just get to the final four and lose a lot. That's what it kind of looks like now. And uh, I think I'm actually disagreeing with you, though. I'm taking Texas Tech just because I think I think Jarrett Culver is the best player left in the tournament for Texas Tech. And I think yeah, he's going to be an yeah. awesome NBA player. He just has a really well-rounded game, and I think there's still a lot more for him. And then Tech in Virginia is going to be crazy. I'm, I'm a little worried for the basketball world because you could get to see another similar to that Michigan Tech game where there's just the defense is going to be so dang good. <laughs> If, if LJ Texas says defense wins championships, I mean. Well, and L, LJ's <laughs> different than the rest of the nation. The, the, I think the majority of people want to see Kansas City Chiefs versus St. Louis Rams. You know, they want to see 100 to 100 <laughs> in a fast-paced game. LJ likes seeing, you know, let's put lids on the basket. Let's see defense win. Yep. <laughs> Three to zero in football. Yep. He wants yep. to see a 40 to 35 <laughs> championship game, you know. I want to see a five-team of pit snuggles. That's all I want to see. <laughs> well, LJ, if Virginia and Texas Tech get there like Kevin's calling, I mean, that's the number one defense in the NCAA in Virginia and the number three in Texas Tech, or, or number two in Texas Tech. I'm, I mean, I'm into it. Bring yeah. it on. Yeah, there you go. That sounds great. There is, get your there, popcorn. <laughs> there is, and we have, LJ mentioned it a little bit a second ago, we're kind of missing this year's Pit Snoggle Award winner. I don't. We don't really have much of a nominee for. We have. We had a couple of nominees, but they didn't make it out out of the first weekend. So it kind of takes them out of it. There is a guy for Michigan. I don't remember his. I, I don't know which one is. We'll we'll we'll, we'll catch him when the game comes back the, this weekend. There's a guy on Michigan State who's a big boy. He's about six eight and and he's real thick and he he might be able to 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 take home the Pit Snoggle Award. And there's a guy. A white boy for uh, Virginia, who also he's a he's a real thick backup forward, about six nine and two fifty. So there's some chances. We do have some possibilities, right. but yeah, we're heading into Final Four weekend, and there's not one one candidate. Last year, our man Cameron Crutwig already had that thing signed, sealed, and delivered. Oh, it was already yeah. in his <laughs> above his fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> well, but but also we could have the inaugural Jared Harper uh, award or something because that kid really mm. impressed the hell out of me and obviously LJ too. So we might just have a new award. Yeah, El, can we mm. w- can we get your final four pick just so we know what's one hundred percent for sure to be wrong? What what, what do you think, Stephen? Hey, and you don't have to choose. Yeah, you don't have to choose one of your teams you originally <laughs> picked. <laughs> well, I was about to say uh, I was I was actually thankful. I thought this segment was going to die without me having to put my name out there, and I just in case had ready who my actual final four was: Duke, Buffalo, Tennessee, Seton Hall. <laughs> So, uh, so we all know not to listen to anything I got to say. So, uh, you know, whatever. I might as well just throw uh, throw names in a hat. I don't know. I'll take uh, uh, Michigan State and Virginia, and we'll just see what happens. So those are wrong. Um, well, damn, that's who I picked. And, uh, damn. <laughs> Sorry. Kiss of death. Should let me go first. Damn. <laughs> All right, and so we spent the weekend. We did a we did a lot of basketball watching over at. Uh, I, me and Dad actually were together, and we drove up to the the cabin. But I think Dad, you were mentioning something. I don't know what your your you had. I don't know if it was a good or bad thing, but you had something that kind of happened on your on your trip either to or from the river. What what can you elaborate on that? No, for us? this wasn't here from the river. Yeah, so so Wednesday afternoon, I had a, actually a convention in Hot Springs. And I was going to go for most of the week, but but things came up and I couldn't. So I drove up on Wednesday afternoon and came back on Thursday afternoon. So 
you know, Hot Springs is only about an hour and a half away, but it just seemed like I was on the road a lot. And I stopped at this, uh, this rest area and I see this truck driver and he's got like a little thing, like a Kool-Aid, not a, it was a plastic Kool-Aid container, like a quart container or whatever. And he hangs it out the window and pours some liquid out of it that I swear looked yellow. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, are you kidding me? Is this guy really peeing in like a Kool-Aid container and just rolls down his window and, and dumps it out, you know, on the road while he's going down the road? Uh, does that happen? Have you ever seen anything like that? I've, I've never, but that sounds efficient. Well, That's I mean, a- <laughs> you did it. You that is As, sick. That is the grossest thing on well, earth. I mean, I've been that I've been is, a child, and I mean, I've, there's been a time where someone, you know, I had to pee really bad, and someone just said, you know, here's a bottle. To do what you need to do. And I, if you're a truck driver, I guess, hell, he didn't need to stop to eat or drink or anything. He just needed to piss. So at least he's doing it. If you're gonna if you're gonna have to pee while driving, at least instead of a bottle where you really gonna you know you gotta kind of do some aiming. At least he got a quartz I say where he can just, you know, keep his eyes on the road. I want I want him to focus yeah. more on the road than his uh his bathroom break he's taking while driving. I I have never seen someone just pour pour out. So this was while going, while down the road he pours out his yeah, quart yeah. of piss. He was kind of going no, yeah, no not fast because that would have blown back, but like he was in the rest area kind of pulling either in or out. So he was going a little slow, but just pouring it out the damn the the door. The, you know, the I gotta give him some credit, I guys. It. I get it. I've been paid to drive before. I've been paid to drive before, and every time I had to stop for gas when I was delivering pizzas, I thought, not only how much am I losing in money, but in time. And so I get the idea of like, you know, let's let's stop uh, once instead of four efficiency. times. Efficiency. You know? See, you were kind of acting like if we were doing a best and worst, this was going to be your worst. I shout out to that guy. He's efficient. He's. I bet. I bet he gets to his. De- <laughs> yeah. He gets from point A to point B on time. Probably beats the time. You know, when he when he puts in the navigation yeah. and it says he'll yep. get there by. Eleven thirty-eight. I bet he beats that time every single time. <laughs> so, so you're pro- you're saying this guy's like the driver God, of the year yeah. wherever he works, right? True <laughs> so, American yeah. heroes. <laughs> I mean, I, I was just throwing up in my mouth a little bit. I should have realized how efficient this guy is. I mean, okay, uh, I mean, wow. Well, I, I mean, but that. see, he's also being considerate, right? He wasn't driving 70 down the highway. This is, uh, you know, he, he wasn't blasting piss all over <laughs> Oh, my your God. Car. Could you imagine so. that, being behind a truck driver doing that? Oh, I'd stop and try to kick his ass or something. That'd be like, that would be, oh, oh. Oh, man. Mm. Oh, boy. LJ, I, did you have something you wanted to bring up this week on, on the podcast? I, I, there's no segue. There's no way for me to do a clean segue from guy throwing piss out the truck to to the next topic. So we're just gonna do it. We're just gonna do a hard turn. <laughs> well, I did have one quick thing I wanted to bring up, and then one longer thing. So I'll give you the quick thing first because it got a little bit of a segue. So uh, uh, the human piss being dumped out of a truck. Uh, Rob Schneider was in 51st Dates. I watched that again for the first time. It's a great movie. movie. Yeah. But why is Rob Schneider still working? Like that is like his role. Like he, he's essentially in blackface playing a Hawaiian (laughs) dude and like a really bad Hawaiian stereotype the whole time. Like I was, I love the movie, but the whole time I'm watching every time he came on screen, I was like, (laughs) stop, just stop. Just, (laughs) this is not necessary. This adds nothing to the movie. It's awful. It makes me feel terrible. So that was my short thing. I don't know. You you guys have any thoughts on reaction to that at all? (laughs) It's a good no. point. I, I was just going to mention 50, when you said 51st Dates, and we've done this before, but that's one of those movies. You, it, it comes on like TNT or TBS a lot. And that's one of those, if you're flipping through channels and that one's on, you, you probably yeah. pause for a minute and just kind of watch it. It's just a good good movie. Oh, man. If if I'm getting ready for work yeah. in the morning and I happen to see 51st Dates, is on, I'll leave it on while I'm getting ready for work and watch 10 yeah. minutes of yeah, it. Yeah, sure. It's great. It's great. For sure. The only other thing, the only other negative I had was the, they use a lot of Bob Marley, which didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um, it like set us in, they were just like, oh, any island music will do. Um, when there's great Hawaiian music, like I would have taken Brother Is all day. But, uh, but other than that, yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I really all love right. it. So. And then, and then your other, um, so my other thing I wanted to bring up, um, I, I heard that, about this. That today, was a slot smoother segue. Way to go, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not getting paid enough for this. The other thing I wanted to bring up. <laughs> um, the other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, 
Oh God, I just lost. Oh, okay. So I heard about this today and, uh, <laughs> that would have been awkward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I heard about this today and, uh, and apparently it happened two years ago, but, uh, Pharrell Williams, uh, wrote this song with, uh, this, uh, this cognac vineyard, um, with the whole premise is that he pressed it in clay. And the idea being that in a hundred years, he will release this song. Um, and if it all, but only if we've, taking care of the environment properly. Like the, the carrot on the stick for environmental changes, a Pharrell Williams song. So, you know, I guess now we're going to start recycling. I, I, have you guys heard about <laughs> no, this? It's what? the craziest thing I've Pharrell ever heard Williams, of. Pharrell Williams. So he made an album. Yeah. And pressed it. He in made a clay. song. It was just one song. He pressed into a, a record. Song. Yeah. And pressed it in pressed clay. into a clay record. Yeah. So it would die if the seawater rose too high. <laughs> so the record would never be able to be listened to. And so now he's like saying like, um, you know, if you guys want to hear this song, you've got to take care of the environment. First off, first off, I'm not going to be around in 100 years, barring miracles of science. Like, that's just like nobody that cares about Pharrell is going to be around in 100 years. And second off, like there are much better reasons to care about the environment than trying to hear this song by some dead guy from 100 years ago. <laughs> like, that's just absurd to me. Like, how cocky do you have to be to think that's worth doing? Well, you know, I, know. I mean, I do. And I like I like Pharrell, but that is that's out there like pluto <laughs> well you know hmm. i know um our, our president may or may not believe in climate change but for god's sake we have to we have to get this frail williams song if nothing else mr trump we have to get this frail williams song. I, don't, I just can't believe that pharrell williams thinks that his song is that important that you know i was gonna just poop yeah. i was just gonna poo poo climate change but now i have to really put it to the forefront of, of things right. because we need this for a Williams song. That is hilarious. Well, so how your grandkids can hear it. How awful is it going to be if the song's bad too? Like, it's not like, <laughs> yeah, once I saved the world for this shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I like I, I've not listened to every Pharrell Williams song right like it just hasn't happened I like Pharrell I'm a big fan but like I haven't listened to every song he's ever put out I wouldn't notice if this one just didn't happen so like whatever <laughs> it's fine don't save the world as long as you know the the record's fine I can you know I, whatever it's it's very it's absurd to me this guy this uh, guy it's absurd, absurd. <laughs> alright well LJ, I wanted to bring up, I was going to look up some some stats on this and I couldn't find uh, more. Me and dad had this conversation about, and, and this is kind of putting a bow on. We've, we started with some Final Four, and so we'll, we'll, I want to do, a. this is kind of basketball related. But LJ, can you name any brand of ladders? <laughs> um, <laughs> there happens to be one that's featured heavily in the Final Four. Um, and is that is that <laughs> Werner, I believe? Werner Ladder. Oh. Yeah. Okay, can you name another kind of ladder? Uh, let's see. Uh, I should be able to because I've actually spent a lot of time on ladders. Um, <laughs> I don't think, I think you would. Of, it, of all of us, LJ might. Huh. You know? Let's, give me a second. Give me a second. I mean, I know I different think, types I of I think ladders, the points no. made, but yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, well, and I, yeah, go ahead. Well, so <laughs> I think my, no. me and dad were sitting there talking. That is genius. By, and actually, I, I did look up. So when I looked up, I was trying to see how much, if it helped their sales or not, being the official... So for anyone out there who doesn't get where we're going with this, Warner Ladder is the official ladder of the Final Four. <laughs> and if you've watched uh, the Elite Eight before, and if you watched over this course of this past weekend, after teams win, they go up on a ladder and they cut down the nets. And then each player gets a piece of the net, and they usually, I'm sure they keep that piece for the rest of their life. And it's kind of, this is your ticket to the Final Four is a piece of that net. And they get up on a ladder to do it. And then one day, it was actually 10 years ago this year, Warner Ladder signed a deal to be the official sponsor because before it was just a, it probably was a Warner Ladder. I don't know what, I don't even know how many ladders, like dad said, I don't know if there's any other company that makes ladders, but whatever. They were just <laughs> using a ladder to go up there and Warner's like, we need to make an emphasis on this being a Warner Ladder. And usually I think those deals are stupid, like the official sponsor. I think at one point I saw Buick was the official sponsor of the Elite Eight or something. And that doesn't make <laughs> me want to go out and buy a Buick. I, I've never thought when they have like <laughs> Pepsi's the official sponsor, it never makes me think, oh, man, I'm going to have to go get a Pepsi. But the Bu the, the Warner being the ladder of the Final Four is genius because if I if someone talked to me and they go, you know, it's especially at the time of year we're getting to, you know, I was thinking about cleaning soon. I need to get up in those gutters. Do you know a good ladder brand? If someone asked me that, I'd go, <laughs> well, I know Warner ladder. I don't know if it's good, but it's literally the only ladder I know. So it's probably good. I just think that's a genius marketing tool by them 
Sure. And I think sure. that's, that was a um, an amazing Mad Men episode waiting to happen. I, me and yeah. Dad were talking about, I wish we could have been the fly on the wall whenever the man or woman was like, here's what we need to do. We need to be the ladder of the Final Four. Yeah. And I just, I think it's brilliant. I think it's just brilliant. Hell, pretty soon we'll be calling them just Warners. Yeah. If they have their way, we won't. Have you, I mean, do you know much about like how that affects copyrights? Not one bit. I think it makes it take it makes the copyright not as valuable, right? Oh, LJ? it kills it. Uh, if yeah. uh, if if we decide, uh, like Velcro is a good example, right? So there's this company called Velcro that makes this uh, this piece of uh, fa- they call it hook and loop uh, material that is what we call colloquial colloquially uh, Velcro. And so when we call it Velcro, what we're doing, uh, even when another brand makes it, when they make their own hook and loop fasteners, uh, then all of a sudden it starts turning into, well, the word is Velcro. The brand is Velcro, but the word is also Velcro. And so eventually what that means is that since it's identifiable as Velcro, uh, no matter who makes it, then Velcro can't go after people for putting the word Velcro on their products that are hook and loop fasteners. And so, you know, out of nowhere, you know, your company might be worth less because you own the market, your Xerox or, uh, or whatever. And so, you know, you, it really, you, you, it would hurt Warner to be every ladder be known as a Warner. Like that would be an awful thing hmm. for them. Yeah. So you yeah. can, you can dominate a market so much that it actually hurts you. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Huh. happens all the time. Uh, like post-its, well, I think Xerox, is like fighting that battle Xerox right now. Got, yeah. Xerox. Yeah. 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 Post-its. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Scotch tape. Scotch tape is one that I think they've lost that battle um, because now you have off-brand Scotch tape. Um, not yeah. off-brand transparent tape, but off-brand Scotch tape. So, um, yeah, it's a big deal. Wow. Well, well I'll keep calling them ladders in, but yeah, I'm gonna. Okay. I think I do have two. I do have two Warner lab, ladders here at my house. <laughs> Why do you need <laughs> two subliminally? Well, because I, one's an indoor. No, one's they're an both outdoor. the same height. They're both the exact <laughs> you same. Say, you have two ladders that are the same height. I mean, uh, uh, when Tammy and I got married, she had a ladder and I had a ladder. <laughs> they happened to be the exact same kind of ladder. So there you go. It's because Warner has that amazing advertisement with the Final Four. <laughs> They're just geniuses. I will say I did Couldn't think of another one, but it might ladder. be it might be a Warner product. But there are these ladders we use a lot in theater. They're like big aluminum monsters called Little Giants. I think they might be a Warner product though, but uh, hmm. but they're pretty awesome ladders. They're like extendable A-frames. It's a pretty cool idea. So yeah, and, I know what the ones you're talking about. Yeah, and for anybody out there that works for Warner, that's that is J- a JPP listener and subscriber. If you would like I'm to sure be eight I don't, or nine. I don't know how this is going to go. This this might not be as easy as a pitch as it was to pitch the being the ladder of the final four. But if you want to be the official ladder of the Just Press Play podcast, that spot is open. That spot is open. We don't have an official ladder yet. So I'm telling you, somebody needs to there. be the official hard liquor out that uh, that people want to drink besides Malort, because we need to get off of this Malort sponsorship as soon as possible. I've got <laughs> bottles after bottles stacked up. I can't drink them all in time. <laughs> oh, Lordy, Lordy. All right. Well, to wrap things up, uh, we'll touch on how we normally do. And I, I, we, we normally hit a what we're listening to. And, and I had a little different what we're listening to. And this is a little bit of a downer to go out on. Uh, sad news came out over the weekend after rapper Nipsey Hussle was shot dead Nipsey in Hussle. South Central L.A. And L.J., yeah. where where was the, the, the store he was either shot dead in front of or inside of? Yeah. Just to give he people was, an idea it's of a him story- as a person. It's a store that he opened up in South Central LA. He's a former, I believe, Crip, um, member of the Crip gang, if you're not like fully aware of, of gang lore or whatever. Um, and so what he tried to do once he made it big and got out of the game, he, uh, he wanted to create this like kind of off-limits area for gang violence. So like you can be a member of the Crips and walk into this store and know that there's not going to be some blood waiting in there to shoot you or something like that. Like he made like these kind of and and bringing in uh it was a a clothing store and he was bringing in a restaurant and a coffee shop and i think a grocery store um all to this area to try to give people options to buy here without being afraid for their life and um buy from a place that's going to give money back to the area so their money doesn't just go to some big corporation that you know then takes it to you know omaha or some crazy stuff like that and so, yeah, so he's he, he was really trying to fix the neighborhood and he was out in front of one of his stores that he's opened up. And uh, and yeah, he was shot dead. Um, what was it? Saturday? Something like that. So, yeah, it, rough deal. 
just a sad sad news and there's just a lot i go if you go google and look up there's just a lot that and honestly i didn't realize how much he had done for his community and 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 stuff that he had tried to do about stopping gang i mean i know he was he was a part of gang violence a lot in his life and i think he was trying to stop the the killing of each other of 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 black on black crime i think is what he was he wanted to stop just ruthless killing of human beings of each other and certainly yeah it it was sad news i actually didn't i was on the road when it happened and then i got home and saw it and it was just kind of like man i I didn't listen to a lot of nipsey hustle but i did listen to some and everything i've heard i really liked and that that will be what i'm listening to for this next week just sad news it's just it just sucks anytime death sucks well and did it did y'all have any other pops? Do you have a what we're listening to you want to throw out for this? No, I mean, uh, uh, I just want to say Nipsey, Nipsey Hustle is a hell of a cool name. I <laughs> sure, you know, I didn't know yeah. him. I just, that's, that's a really cool yeah. name. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Have to, I'll have to give him a little listen. Uh, just briefly, I've been listening. I'm re-listening to Gladwell. So I've re-listened. I'm, I, God, please let season four come out soon. I'm freaking. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I've got like one episode left to finish season three again. So that's what I've been listening to. <laughs> My goodness. You love you love you some Gladwell. I don't like you, Gladwell. Man, I just man, it's he, good stuff. Me, he and I are gonna have a couple we're gonna have some beer. I'm gonna invite him to the river. We're gonna have some beers and yeah. have a good time. <laughs> He'd be good at the river. He'd be good at the river. Back yeah. porch conversation would be it would suit him well. It would be fine, no doubt. <laughs> El, do you have a what we're listening to? Anything other than what we've already touched on? Or Yeah, um, so, I mean, two things kind of. Uh, I just wanted to note that I finally watched and finished season three of True Detective. So, again, great music. Not a shocker at all. But have you guys seen that? Have you guys seen season three? Yes. Yeah. Well, I had no idea it was in Northwest Arkansas. I didn't realize that the guy who writes the show oh, is a yeah. U of A yeah. grad. And yeah. so, like, you know. The first time they mentioned Devil's Den, I was like, whoa, 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 that's I know exactly where they were. Like, that was wild. Oh, so you didn't realize as you started it, you didn't realize the whole setting that they're right there yeah. a little above Fayetteville yeah. and they go to Fayetteville. And at one point they're yeah. shooting in Herms in Fayetteville. Yeah. yeah. And they talk about having a drink. Uh, Fort Smith people periodically like that comes up and yeah. And they went to uh, uh, what's her name? Well, I guess I don't want to give too many spoilers, but they talk about like. Greenland and like all these places I've driven through. I, I I saw a shot of Highway 71 and I was like, oh, I I know that scenic route right there. I've been there a million times. That was really cool. It was yeah, super fun. I, at one point they mentioned that what was it, the Walgreens in that Oklahoma town and yeah. like Salisaw, right. I think. Salisaw, so it, yeah. it is right. Yeah. It is wild when you're when you're watching. I bet that did throw you for a loop because I mean yeah, I knew did. about it, especially living up here. Everyone's yeah. talking about oh, true detective coming here, and a, a couple of local people were some of the extras during like scenes where there was a search or something where there's people walking around. But yeah, I bet that did throw you for a loop, and all of a sudden you're like, "Devil's Den? Wait, huh? Fort Smith? Yeah, yeah. River Valley? I could just yeah, yeah. Those yeah, jobs. and then and then to find out that the dude got his MFA at U of A. I mean, it, it was super cool. It was it it, it was also great. I it, I think I might that might be my favorite season. I don't know. It's it's a toss up between one and three mm. for me right now, but it was really good. Um, personally, I, I, one was just by far and away. I loved true detective season one. I just, it's yeah. one of the best seasons of television I think I've seen, but yeah. I did really like season three. It was good. Yeah. And speaking um, of TV, uh, next week we'll be doing a little, we're, I don't know about I, I'm, the world's getting ready, but I know us three are pumped for some game of Thrones coming yes, up. And sir. I think, is it next week? We'll do a little. We'll talk a little bit about the the championship and and react to that a little bit. But then we're gonna dive into some Game yep. of Thrones talk. And I, is I think we might have a special guest joining us, right? El? is Hannah gonna join us? Uh, as of right now, yeah, Hannah's planning. She's got games in mind, and then we wanted to break down like you know some predictions for the for the rest of the season, the rest of the series. I, I it's gonna How, be super fun. Is your do you think your Game of Thrones predictions will be a little bit better than? Your NCAA tournament predictions? Well, they'd have I to be. They'd have to be. <laughs> <laughs> I think they, legally, they if we said that they could be worse, then, uh, then we would probably be like, uh, you know, an FCC violation or something by <laughs> misusing the airwaves. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Hopefully they're better. But I do yeah, have man. some off-the-wall ones. I do have a couple Seton Hall predictions uh, for, for Game of Thrones. <laughs> so we'll see how those work out, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need to go look up. I need to before we before we have our predictions, you know, about the Iron Throne, who'll sit on it. I might is there like a dad, do you know, is there a Ken Pomeroy for Game of Thrones? Can I look at, you know, the, the strongest character? I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I, there could be. I'll have to do some research. <laughs> 
Um, I'm pumped. So that that's coming in next week, and then it, it's it's got a lot of fun coming up. And then yeah, Game of Thrones start is just gonna be awesome. Can't wait. Oh man, can't great wait. news. Um, and I did have one more what I'm listening to that I wanted to throw out. Um, so for right. an April Fool's joke today, Spotify put out their Disco Cover Weekly instead of Discover Weekly, and so I was listening to that today, <laughs> and it's Disco it's a blend, Cover. <laughs> it's a blend of uh, like indie bands covering disco songs and disco covers of old classics. And it's the stupidest playlist, but I've been having a lot of fun listening to it. Um, so, you know, check that out. You guys probably have it on your Spotify today, but the listeners <laughs> probably won't have it available for them once this episode comes out. So I'm sorry to tease you with that, but I'll send out a few of the songs that I liked off of mine. And so you can <laughs> <Okay>. find <laughs> Well, I mean, they are spelled Alrighty, the same. Well, That's that'll, cool. <laughs> that'll do it for another week of the Just Press Play podcast. We appreciate you joining in with us and, and, and kicking it with us for a little while. And if you haven't already, make sure you're going on Apple Podcasts and subscribing to us. Leave us a rate and review if you could. It really does help. And uh, show notes will be posted on our website at jpppod.com. And then there you can go look at the brackets and look at just how bad LJ. I mean, it's impressively bad how LJ is doing on the scores in our bracket challenge. So go, go hit our website. Go look at just how he's locked up that final, that last and final spot. I think uh, I think I should post my bracket somewhere on the website with all the big red X's all over it. I think it's kind of a treat, you know. <laughs> oh, Lord. make me feel better about it. Right, well, <laughs> we appreciate you joining. We will be back next week with another episode. Until then. Peace out, guys. Peace. Peace. So, oh, is Canisius a college? I don't know. Let me look at that. That's a awesome word. But, that, but I mean, I like that. I mean, let's call it Canisius College. Canisius College. But the kid's name is Cassius. His name is Cassius. Yeah, not, not Canisius. Should have been Canisius. I like that better. But Canisius, Canisius. Canisius, Canisius. We have to give a shout out to Tenacious D. I might be what we're listening to for me next week. Oh, man. That was some good stuff. I love some Tenacious D. Oh, man. Love it. I don't know anything about Tenacious D. Are you serious? I don't know. I mean, I know who they are. I know y'all listen to them. I don't know anything about them. Look up the video. You got some homework then. Yeah. Well, and and just listen to that first album. Just listen front to back that first album. There's not a stinker on it. Like, it's just all great. Even the skits are amazing. Like, it's, it's great. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.